Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Welcome back, everybody, to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I hope you guys are having a wonderful week as we are winding down 2020. If you are listening to this in 2021, I hope the last week of 2020 was wonderful for you. I hope that it was better than the rest of the year, which I think we can all agree has been a very different year than we thought would be when we watched the whatever drop to the bottom of whatever at the end of 2019. For me, it was Times Square. I worked in Times Square and I always worked a party and I actually got to go outside at the end of 2019 to see the ball drop. This was the first time that I could go outside to see the ball drop in all my years of doing that party. I did that. I probably worked nine of those parties. I never got to see the ball drop. So I went outside and the ball dropped. The confetti went all over the place. Auld Lang Syne was playing. I kissed a friend of mine and then two months later, boom, crazy catastrophe, death, dying, hell. I was like, I like to said to my friend, our kiss, our kiss did it. That was it. We were, if we never went outside, none of this would have ever happened. So if you guys are looking for someone to blame for 2020, you can totally blame me. I will, I will absorb it. I will totally absorb it. But we are moving into 2021. And I know with that probably comes a whole slew of what I love to call New Year's resolutions. I love to call them. You love to call them. We all like to call our New Year's resolutions those things that we are going to allegedly do in the new year that is going to provide us all of the health and well-being and change that we've wanted for probably a hell of a lot longer than a year. Um, But Yet somehow when we make these New Year's resolutions, they never ever work. And a lot of people always kind of want to wonder why do these not work? Because I think it's like some statistic like in the 80% of New Year's resolutions don't work. I have to double check that. I will put a citation. But New Year's resolutions, they don't work. People, people don't achieve them. They set out, they don't achieve them. So I'm here to tell you guys why they don't achieve their New Year's resolutions and why you are going to achieve yours this year, why your New Year's resolution is going to work. And I'm going to give you some tips on how to make those work. So first of all, I'm going to tell you that the reason that New Year's resolutions do not work is because they are rooted in the old you. So all these people like to go into their new year saying, New Year, New Me, which I hate – Like, do you guys hear people say that? Do you not want to just slap them upside the head? New year, new me? Fuck you. That's not a thing, okay? Becoming a new you takes active work. 
So saying new year, new me, and then jumping into something always fizzles out after about two weeks because after two weeks, the initial high of whatever you were doing wears off and then you have to deal with your old self and the things about your old self that led to those habits in the first place. So for example, I lost 52 pounds Um, at the end of 2017 I was extremely heavy and then I went into 2018 and I started doing um, this program um, and I lost quite a bit of weight and then over the course of the next I would say year year and a half I lost a little bit more weight which ultimately added up to 52 pounds I have never gained that 52 pounds back we are going to be three years out and I never gained that weight back however every time prior to that loss of weight, I have always struggled with my weight. I struggled with my weight my whole life and I always thought that weight loss was just something that I was going to struggle with. I was always going to be heavy and if I wasn't going to be heavy, because there were periods of time in my life where I was thin, I always thought, well, if I'm thin, that means that I'm starving myself or I'm miserable or I'm unhappy or I am withholding things and that was the completely wrong way to think. So the so because I thought the wrong way, every time I attempted to lose weight, I failed at it. I failed at it. It was only until I changed the way that I thought about food and I thought about weight and I thought about fueling my body that I was able to maintain a healthy weight. And now I've maintained a healthy weight for three years. And I'm going to tell you what, guys, I eat whatever the fuck I want. Okay, whatever I want. I ate something, I don't even fucking know how many, an obscene amount of cookies over the Christmas holiday. You guys would be horrified if you knew how many cookies I ate. I, I, I'm fine. Like there's, you know what, did I gain a little bit of weight? I don't even think so. I don't even think so. I usually don't. I usually don't because what people tell you about moderation is true but a lot of people again moderation is one of those things that people can never really get to because they always have their minds in this idea of willpower like I have to have willpower against all these things that I want and what they do is they just make themselves miserable so that when they're miserable the whole experience of getting your body to a healthy weight becomes miserable so that you're just you just become so resentful and angry at it that you just start rejecting it after a while or you've thought the wrong way for so many years of your life 20 30 40 years about weight and weight loss and you know a healthy lifestyle and you've thought about it so wrong because nobody's taught you the right things that you self-sabotage because you're just always thinking that this is something that you can't do or that you dislike. That's the old you. So when I coach people, I like to tell tell them that what what's going on with them is not so much that they are incapable of achieving things that they want to achieve, but rather they are running the wrong software, the wrong operating system. Let's go with operating system in their minds. So if you're a Windows user, say that you're supposed to be running Windows 10 right now, or if you're a Mac user, you know, Mac OS Catalina or something like the most up-to-date system operating system you should be running but your brain is trying to run ms dos okay ms do you remember ms dos from 1981 it was very popular in the early 80s 
um, you know, where you had the, the black screen and you would type in commands, your brain is running such outdated an outdated operating system that you can't conceptualize how to think. And so you're thinking things that are outdated. Things like calories in, calories out. That's an outdated thought. People think this all the time, so they count calories. I've never counted a fucking calorie. Like, I don't count calories. Or the thought of willpower. I have to restrict myself from being able to eat X, Y, Z, Q, foods, MS-DOS. This is all MS-DOS. You're thinking about things in the old way. So that's why your New Year's resolutions are, are kind of fizzling out because you tire out after a few weeks because you haven't changed your thought process. I, go th- I went through this when I quit smoking. I tried to quit smoking for, I don't know, 100 million years. I, I mean, I can't even tell you how many, how many years it took me to quit smoking. Like so many years. I, I attempted and I failed and I attempted and I failed. And then I tried something different and I failed. And I quit smoking. I mean, I, I went through absolute hell with cigarettes for so long. Why can't I quit? Why can't I quit? And it was because I was running MS-DOS. The way that I was thinking about cigarette smoking was old, outdated programs, software, operating system, everything. I was running outdated programs in my outdated operating system, in my outdated brain. And I needed to be taught a new way of thinking. So instead of thinking about cigarette smoking as positive, I started realizing that cigarette smoking was the most negative fucking thing in my life and that everything about it made me miserable. And everything that I thought about my addiction was completely inaccurate. Like I thought that there was this huge physical withdrawal to cigarette smoking and there wasn't. It was the shortest physical withdrawal out of anything I've ever withdrawed from and trust me I mean I went through alcohol withdrawal and that and even then I wasn't even really that heavy of a drinker by the end but even with the minimum amount that I drank I still experienced for many days this feeling of depression and and anxiety and and all of that cigarette smoking the physical withdrawals were so small they were barely noticeable But there was a psychological component that was much bigger than I realized. And I had woven it into every single thing that I did. And because I did that, I had to teach myself new ways to think. And teaching myself new ways to think was what eventually got me to quit smoking. And I walked away from it so free. I never want to smoke a cigarette again. I don't think about it. People that say, I want one every day. I, I, I know a lot of people like this. They say they want to smoke every single day even though they quit. And I think to myself, well, you are going to smoke again, baby. I mean, like if you keep thinking that you are missing out on the worst thing that you could ever possibly do for yourself, I mean, you're going to smoke again. You have to teach yourself to think in new ways. Now, a lot of people don't know how to teach themselves to think in new ways. And that's that's okay. I mean, I, we'll get into that a little bit later. But, you know, there are a couple of things that I would love to tell you guys when you're going into New, Year, new Year's resolutions. And the first is to avoid the words, I can't. Because your brain tells your body things and your body believes everything that your brain says and your brain believes everything that you tell it. So when you say the words, I can't, your brain is going to believe you. So if you say, I can't get up early in the morning, 
then your brain is going to say, oh, we can't get up early in the morning. And your brain isn't going to make your body get up early in the morning. That sounds like a load of shit, but there's science to this. If you say things like, I can't lose weight. Your brain is going to believe that. So the first thing that you need to do when you're going into these New Year's resolutions is to go into them with a positive attitude or, you know, you need to forget all of the times where you haven't been successful at the things that you've wanted to do in the past. You just need to forget about it. Like you need to block it out. Anytime that you've ever had any failure in any capacity, you don't think about that anymore. Like that's in the past. That's done. And the next thing that you need to do is realize that progress is not instantaneous, all right? So with New Year's resolutions, I think a lot of people like to go into them with this whole go big or go home attitude. So they say, all right, it's January 1st. I'm not going to have any more sugar or alcohol or cigarettes. I'm going to go to the gym every single day. I'm going to lift weights. I'm going to do push-ups. I'm going to run 10 miles. Good luck, baby. Four days later, what are they doing? Lay's potato chips and Netflix. Okay. No no one's body can handle that. (laughs) That's not a thing. That's not a thing. You know, I I tell people that I coach when I coach running that – you, you didn't learn to read in a day. You didn't learn to do algebra in a day. And you certainly aren't going to, the cells in your body, in your muscles, are certainly not going to adapt to a high demand of physical activity in a day. Like, that's why a lot of people give up so quickly because they start going to the gym and they want to go hard. They want to go as hard as they possibly can and they're just balls to the wall and, all right, we got to do this. And their body goes, "Mm mm-mm, this isn't how this goes. This is too much. And, I mean, your body's in the right because you can't just force a transformation in the course of a week or two. Like, it's it, it doesn't work that way. So when you're trying to do too much – too much too fast is always a recipe for failure. You just, you can't do that. So I would suggest to you, if you have a New Year's resolution to become healthier, I would tackle one thing at a time. So if it's diet and exercise, that's fine. But I wouldn't, you know, eliminate every single thing that you love out of your diet in addition to doing rigorous exercise, in addition to eliminating alcohol, in addition to eliminating whatever, because you're – your body can't handle all of that at once. Like you need to you need to solidify one habit before you move into another habit. So with New Year's resolutions, a lot of the times people want to just solidify all of these habits at once and that doesn't work. If they, people fail, why are you going to set yourself up to fail when you could set yourself up to succeed? So think about that as you're going into these New Year's resolutions. All right, the second part of that is that a lot of people have unrealistic expectations. So I did say about the whole go big, go home, expecting a lot of things. And people have these unrealistic expectations that, especially people that do stupid things like Whole30. Okay, the diet Whole30 is very good. And the things that you eat on Whole30 are so good for your body. Like I believe in Whole30. I do. But the concept of 
30 days gives people this idea that there is an end point to what they're doing. So they'll do this for 30 days. Then they have this idea of what they want to look like after 30 days. And then after 30 days, they say, okay, that was over. Guess I'm going to go back to donuts. No, no, that's not how it works, guys. Like, sure, you want to have a donut? Fine. You want to have one every day for the next year? Probably a bad idea. But that's how. That's why I, I, I'm weird about Whole30. I'm sure the Whole30 people will probably be listening to this, knocking down my door, saying, what right do you have, Scarantino, to say anything about our diet? Well, you know, I have my, I have my opinions. But, you know, so the, a lot of people I, I, I see go on to Whole30. They have this idea of what they want to look like after 30 days. And a lot of people have these ideas of, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this New Year's resolution. Not, not on the topic of Whole30, but just on the topic of short periods of time and having this idea of what they want to look like after a short period of time. So people will say, I'm going to go back to the gym on the 1st of January. And by, by March 1st, I'm going to be so ripped. It's like, you know what? It takes it takes years for your body to transform into the aesthetic that you want it to look like. We all have this idealized version of ourselves in our minds about what we want our bodies to look like, and I don't see anything wrong with that. Like I, unless it's influenced by the bikini industrial complex, which a lot of times people's people's body image is, and you know that's something else. But if you just you know have have a fitness goal and you want a certain part of your body to look a certain way because as a result of exercise and training I don't think that there's anything wrong with that but know that transformation of one's body is not an overnight process it takes time I became a runner and I did I did lose weight um not by running because running doesn't make you lose weight that's diet but I, I did lose weight and I had been running about a year and I look at pictures of myself now from after my first year of running and if you just look at my legs, my quads, my calves, like just the amount of muscle definition and all of the muscle that I have accumulated and just the way that my body is shaped and the way that my even my upper body and my my abs and my waist and everything i mean my body has transformed but it was a slow process this kind of stuff doesn't happen overnight it happens over time so don't have unrealistic expectations in going back to the gym or or going on a a new a new diet if you're buying into diets everyone's talking about diets right now like there is no such thing as a quick fix for diets there's just no such thing like diet culture is bad there's no such thing as a perfect diet or a miracle diet or a diet that is going to make you skinny as a rail a month from now what there is a such thing as is daily habits and exercise daily. We are what we do daily. So exercise daily. Eat right daily. Get enough sleep daily. Drink enough water daily. These are daily habits that you can do. And if you do habits daily over the course of time, over a year or two years, you will be a whole new person than you were when you started. But expecting these transformations to happen in two weeks they're just it's not going to that's not going to happen for you so just knowing that you're setting yourself up to fail by thinking that in two weeks this is going to happen it's not set yourself up instead of having a goal that you want to look like or feel like or weigh two three four weeks from now instead have a goal that you're going to do small things every day 
And those small things lead to big change. It's real. I promise you it's real. Trust me. And then there's just one last thing that I wanted to kind of revisit MS-DOS and that when it comes time for you to tackle the old you, you're going to have to tackle the old you. So this is something that I have experienced with a lot of different things that I did, like when I lost a lot of weight. You know, everybody that's overweight is overweight for a reason. People aren't just overweight. Now, some people will probably come down on me for this. Yeah, BMI is outdated, and there are people on the BMI charts that show up as overweight when they probably aren't unhealthy or actually overweight. I myself teether on the edge of the overweight category, even though no one would say that I'm overweight. But, you know, when you're when you're leaning towards the obesity side of overweight, like that's that is that is unhealthy. By and large, the majority of the time, that's unhealthy. Yeah, we we kind of try to tiptoe around this because we're kind of we're kind of on this weird teeter totter in society, right? Where we where we want to encourage body positivity and loving yourself, but we also don't want people to be unhealthy. So we don't want to tell people that they should have a certain size or a certain shape, and I and I don't think that people should have a certain size or shape. But I also think people should strive to make sure that their body is healthy. And when you are leaning towards the obesity kind of area of of BMI, there's a lot of pressure on your internal organs. I mean, just as a person that has carried around that extra weight, it's hard. And I was carrying around a lot of extra weight because there were underlying reasons for that extra weight. I mean, I was very depressed. I was drinking too much. I was in a relationship that was terrible. Um, like just all kinds of stuff that was causing me to maybe sometimes seek more comfort in food than I should or maybe I was choosing the wrong foods because those foods were foods that I ate as a child that made me feel good when I was not feeling you know the best or I wasn't feeling as uniquely myself. There are all kinds of underlying reasons for why I was turning to food at times that I shouldn't have been. Same with alcohol. I gave up alcohol after a couple of weeks. What happens? The looming reasons for why I was drinking started kicking back in. I mean, I talked about this in one of my podcast episodes about the fact that I hated my job. And I just knew that I had to spend so much time making small changes and taking steps that were uncomfortable to be able to get out of my job. And I did. I had to learn a whole bunch of new stuff. I had to teach myself so much. I had to reach out to so many different people and, you know, help myself find the way when I was very lost and I was very lost for a long period of time that that was leading to, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go to the bar and I'm just going to drink until I black out the rest of this day. Like, wouldn't that be nice? I have all these worries in the world, so I'm just going to go to the bar and I'm just going to, you know, put this day to bed and I'll wake up tomorrow and deal with it then. Except that it's worse tomorrow because another day has passed where I had done nothing and I usually felt like shit the following day. So, you know, when you're trying to get give up something like drinking or cut down on your drinking, all of those things that are the reasons for your drinking or, you know, or you're overeating or you're smoking or whatever the fuck you're doing are going to crawl back into your life and they're going to show up and they're going to go, hi, we're here. Remember you? Remember us? Uh, you never dealt with us all those times. You're going to have to deal with those things. You know, you're just going to have to. So 
a lot of times dealing with those things means that you are going to need to update your software a little bit. You're going to need to update your operating system. You're going to need to start running new programs that are going to help you to think differently about what you're doing. Alcohol is a big one because, again, what did I say in a previous podcast? You're fighting the majority of the population when you're trying to rewire your brain to believe that alcohol is bad. Because why? Society paints it as the most pristine, positive picture of glorious happiness. That's how society is painting alcohol. Look at all of the things that we see that pull on our emotions with regards to advertisements for alcohol. And they really, they just play on on the way that we feel. You know, we look at our Instagrams and we see people in their festivities with wine and eggnog. Like all of these things are, this is, this is an actual poison you're putting into your body, but society isn't painting it that way. So when I wanted to stop thinking about how, wow, it would really be nice to have a drink right now, I had to think about the fact that I, I never really liked having a drink. I would say 95% of the time that I had one, but I was so brainwashed by what society had told me. And a lot of these things that you want to do for your New Year's resolutions with regard to getting healthier or looking a different way or eating a different way or feeling a different way or just stopping X or stopping Y has to do with just doing a little bit of a software update, doing a little bit of an OS update. It's time to, you know, it's time to reboot. It's time to recharge. So that's kind of what I do as a coach. I mean, yes, I am. I coach people on a lot of things. I am certified to coach people in running and I do, I do teach people how to run, but running is the same thing. Any people can, people can teach you how to run. Like I taught myself how to run and I coached myself to teach myself how to run and then I started coaching other people informally and then I went and I had experts teach me through a class that was several days about the exact science of the human body and I got a certification to be able to teach people to run. So I can teach people to run. So can a lot of people. But what I do differently that other people don't necessarily do is that I teach people how to think because here's another thing. When you're not part of the fit community, there is so much derogatory thought that is going through your mind constantly. And I remember being in it. I mean, I remember I remember the days of the fuck you mindset. And I remember what it was like to be on the other side of it. I remember what it was like to be lingering near obesity. And I wasn't fit. And I was smoking a pack a day. And I was hanging off the bar stool, closing down the bar at 4 a.m. six nights a week. I mean, I remember those days. And I remember that there's so much more to it than just not doing something and then doing it. So there's more to it than just not exercising for a good chunk of your life and then all of a sudden starting to exercise. There's a whole set of shifts with programming in your brain to be able to get you to the mindset of, I really enjoy doing this. Like all these people that tell me, Andy, I just, I would love to run, but I just hate it. Nah, see, you're running outdated programs. Why do you hate it? 
because you ran the mile in high school when you'd never trained for it a day in your life and your gym teacher said, oh, change your clothes in front of all these people when you're going through puberty and it's kind of weird and then let's go hike out to a field and you can informally run around this field 12 times until you think you've hit a mile and you can get all sweaty, which you don't want to do because you're trying to look good because you're 13 and, you know, everything about you is insecure, so go run a mile. Is that why you hate running? Because I'll tell you what, that's why a lot of people hate running. A lot of people hate running because of their really negative experiences that they had with it when they were young. And a lot of people really hate running because of the negative talk that they hear other people using. So these are the kinds of things that I'm talking about. It's, it's, there's more to it than just the science of the body. There's a whole slew of programs that you're running in your subconscious, and I'm using that, I noticed the pun, that that are going on in your subconscious mind that are making you think, and it doesn't need to be running, I'm just using running as an example. I mean, I talk about a lot of things that are not running, and my whole, most of my podcasts are actually not about running, but this particular one, I'm going to highlight that because people that are trying to do new things to start their New Year's resolutions, they still remain the old them. So even though they're doing the new activities, they eventually stop because they haven't shifted the very root of the thoughts that they have with regard to these things. So I gotta tell you what, guys, I work with people on this stuff all the time. Like it, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, it could be something as simple as I can't you know, start a new activity. I can't find love. You know, I, I love that one. I love that one. I love to talk to people about their love lives. Um, just because I'm nosy. No, but seriously, it could be anything. I'm just throwing out examples. There's a series of mindset shifts that go along with every single thing that you want to do for, to be able to get from A to B. So that's the process. The process is figure out the mindset shifts. That's why I'm here. I'm here to help you with those. Um, and then walk the road in small steps. So it's not, it's not big leaps. It's not unrealistic expectations. It's not do everything all at once. It's small steps. It's like when I was building my business, there were days where I made enormous strides. There were days when I would write three sentences, not even a full paragraph. And that was my progress for the day. Like that, that was it. And you know, small steps. You walk this road in small steps. Everything is a process of small steps. We are what we do daily. So don't expect, you know, come January 15th, that you are going to be a completely new you. You're still the old you. The old you that needs to go through a series of updates. It's a it's a big stretch from MS-DOS to Windows 10, baby. There were like the Windows 3.1 in the middle of it. You remember fucking Windows XP? That was my favorite. I mean, there's like, there, you you can't just go from, you know, being the amoeba to all of a sudden being American gladiators. Like you, you have a, a series of, you have a series of progressions that are going to need to take place. And they're not going to happen overnight. They're going to happen slowly. They're going to happen step by step with repetition of daily habits and mindset shifts. So if you guys are th are thinking about your new, new Year's resolutions or you've started new, your New Year's resolutions and you're already feeling that pull like, oh, I really don't want to fail this time. I get it. Um, please 
reach out to me. Uh, my website is getthefuckoff.com. You can get on my email list there. That is a great way to get, you know, I give weekly content on mindset shifts. It's really helpful. Or you can reach out to me at andy at getthefuckoff.com. And I'm super responsive to email. Or I'm, I like DMs as well, underscore getthefuckoff on Instagram and Twitter. But seriously, go to my website, get on my email list. And if you go to my website, I have a bunch of check boxes for, you know, what you're struggling with. So I can, you know, in 2021, I'm going to start sending out more specific content so that, you know, I know that everybody likes to read everything, but I would ideally within the first or second month of the year try to, you know, I want to start getting more specific content out to my subscribers so that that way they can, you know, they can have more of what they are interested in. But like everything, a series of small steps. So I am, I am putting that together daily. That is something that I am currently working on doing daily, which I have been successful at. I'm, I'm really excited about it. So I really hope to hear from you guys. Um, so if you're listening to this before the end of the year, I hope you have a very happy new year. If you're catching me after the first of the year, happy new year. Um, hope that all of your resolutions are going well. Don't beat yourself up too much. Practice kindness. Don't treat yourself any worse than you would treat your best friend. Don't treat yourself as an object of failure because you are not. Every day that you go to do something is a day that you didn't do it the day before and that is progress and that's perfection because perfection is totally a fake thing and progress, progress at any amount is always perfect for you. All right, guys. I look forward to seeing you back here next time. Take care. Be safe. We'll see each other real soon.